Oh, oh, welcome. Welcome into the store. Hey, is it windy out there? Is that why that thing keeps going like that, Scott? <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to a Trail Runner Nation store, and we have a great number of it's items a, in here. It's a little messy right now because it's under renovation. It's inventory time. We've gone through. We've counted gear. We found a time machine. <laughs> we found the time machine. And has that been a load of fun? It has. I, I have gone back and run with some people in the past that uh, I never would have expected. Did, did you know that Columbus was a runner? Christopher Columbus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. You haven't spent as much time on the machine as I have. Uh, hey, but let's, let me show you around and show you a few of the items. We mentioned the Aftershocks earlier, but we have some cool stuff that we've been adding to the store. Check out this new arrival, Scott. Just unpackaged. R-U-H-N. Run? Run. Run. Seamless technology. So have you ever put on a set of leggings, tights, call them what you want, and found out there's just a bit too much chafage in some places that you don't want chafage? And it's usually where the thing is seamed up. Seamed up. And it's in a very critical spot on your body. Well, this in this particular case, not only leggings, but other, but other uh, shorts and, and different gear with seamless technology, a different way they've decided to stitch this stuff together. A local company out of Utah has created this uh, new and ingenious gear. Yeah, you know what? I I have not worn uh, tights running for many, many, many years because I just don't like the look of it. And uh, um, this company reached out to us and said, hey, we want you to try these tights. And it has been, we've had some cold mornings uh, here in uh, Northern California. And I got to tell you, I've fallen in love with them. Mm. You know, I didn't expect to hear that from you because you are not a leggings or tight wearing no, guy. No, 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 no. I, I would rather wear shorts in freezing weather. Go to our partners page and, and click over to run.co. That's R-U-H-N.co. But you can click on over from the website and check out their gear. If you have been looking for the right pair of tights or leggings, if you've been like me and you just kind of, or Scott, and suffered through some cold mornings, you don't have to. Go to our partners page and click on the R-U-H-N banner there. You can get 15% off. Nice. Can you hear me, Scott? Hello, Scott. Can you hear me? Yo, I can hear you because I have the best headphones available to runners. Are those the new Aftershocks Trex Titanium, Scott? <laughs> Why, yes, they are, Don. <laughs> they're they're my favorite piece of gear right now. I, I don't go running without them. I like how you've decided that this is an essential piece of gear. I think it is. Um, it's safe because you can hear the... They don't plug your ears up. You Your ears are open to the environment. In fact, just the other day I was running with my dog. Didn't have it leashed up. We're on a remote trail. And I was just running along and I could hear other dogs with their owner coming down the trail. And I was right. able to grab my dog and, and get it under control before I reached them. And I wouldn't have done that. And I was listening to a podcast at the time. Right. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was wearing traditional headphones. Well, sticking things in your ear and blocking out the rest of the world isn't the smartest thing to do when there are snakes, when there are bikes out there, when there pumas. Are, are cars. There's pumas out there. Well, the, the shoe or the actual animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> And and you can get a 15% discount if you go through our website, go to our partners page or our store, and uh, click on that. You go through there, use the code TRN, you can get 15% off of these headphones. Everyone that we've talked to that has tried, that's purchased these and tried them, absolutely love them. Even your audiologist, right? Your ear oh, doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. My audiologist had never even heard of these before, and they know what bone conducting hearing is. Awesome. 
He went out and bought some the same day. Ladies and gentlemen of the wide, worldwide ultra running community, you are listening to nothing less than the greatest trail running nation podcast on earth. It is the Trail Runner Nation podcast. The problem with the message above is that it flies in the face of what we know to be true. We'll Candace, we are such idiots. <laughs> you don't even, you, 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 have, you, you have no idea. No, I've, uh, I've listened to your podcast for many years, and uh, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, I do I do own my own bar. Uh, <laughs> every Friday morning on uh, I Run Far, we open up and uh, open up the taps. You get, you're recording this, aren't you, Freeman? I get everything. Hit it, Sally. Right now? Yeah. Hi, thanks for joining another episode of Trail Runner Nation. I am Sally McRae. I'm Don Freeman. I'm Scott War, and across the pond, I'm Warren Paul. <laughs> All right. Hey, and 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 before we get going on this, we we do need to make an announcement, uh, our weekly announcement yeah. of the 33 Shake contest, and we have. One of the founders and owners of Thirty Three Shake Warren Pole on the podcast. How do you first of all remind us how how can one go about getting into this contest and what does one uh, uh, have a possibility of uh, winning? That is a great question, Scott, and I am so glad you asked it. I mean, really, where to begin? This is perhaps the best uh, trail running competition in the world. Um, <laughs> all you have to do is. Post your photos of your trail running adventures, whatever they may be, um, and hashtag them with the hashtags fueled by 33 Shake and inspired by TRN. That automatically gets you into the draw. Three winners every week on this very show um, will be drawn to win uh, a 10-pack each of our groundbreaking cheer energy gels for stable energy, um, stable energy, great taste as long as you want to go. And then, it's, it's, this is not even it. It's more than this. If you've entered that competition, you are also going to be in the draw to be the first people in America to receive our pre- and post-workout shakes right before they launch, which is uh, coming up very, very soon. And if, and if you don't live in the United States, if you live outside the United States, let's say Europe, <laughs> you already have access to that 33 shake, right? You, yeah, the, the Europeans uh, can at the moment get those shakes ahead of the U.S. The, that's the first product we launched with over here, um, but it's a much more complex uh, product to uh, scale up to ship to the other side of the Atlantic. But that's what we've been working on for the last year. So uh, that one is now in the American warehouse or, or headed there alongside our Cheer Energy Gels. Well, wow. What are... I'm just surprised that you guys are getting stuff before the Americans. That's pretty awesome. Well, they, they had to well, make it yeah, themselves. It, it, it <laughs> doesn't it happen in... very often, and we had to make it ourselves. Um, in, in film news, we've just got the first Superman. I don't know how they made that. Back <laughs> it looks real. You guys have got to see it. It's incredible. Hey, I, I have to say, um, you know, I've been training and, and training in a, in a fasted state. Um, but the other day, I went for a really long run, and I took some 33 Shake uh, Chia gels. And I forgot, because it's been a while since I've used one. I forgot how dang good they taste. They are just yummy. H- have you tried it without adding water and just shake it in dry? I mean, that that is good. No. Yeah. Have I've you? Done it. Have you done that before, Warren? Have you gone the dry route? 
I, I have gone the dry dry route, but I, I did it at, at a very delirious stage about 24 hours into a race and just hadn't noticed that there wasn't any water in it. <laughs> well, today is another edition of Trail Runner Nation Audio Magazine. This is the third, I think, you, third volume. You may, if you've listened to this show for a while, say, you know what, that sounds awfully much like grab bag, which then morphed into drop bag that evolved into Trail Runner Nation Audio Magazine. They're, they're, they are similar in theory, but very, very different in content. And, and if you listen very closely, you may be able to find out how. <laughs> I think it's just the name that changes, Scott. Hey, Sally, Sally, welcome yes. back. And, and, and I understand, before we kick yeah. this thing off, you, you've been doing some work in a training camp of some kind. What's going on? Yeah, I well, I've, I am starting to do some trail running camps. Um, I, I love doing camps. I've been doing them for about 10 years for all different types of things. So I did some soccer camps for a while. And then um, I all, this is, you know, before I was a runner. And then um, I've done some other uh, fun, like summer type camps. So I thought, why not start doing trail camps? And I actually um, put on my first trail camp last year. Uh, it was a youth one for kids. And I had so much fun. And people asked if I was going to do one for the grown-ups. So mm -hmm. um, this year, I'm kicking them off in North Carolina. And then I'm working on some in Oregon and California. And then maybe some on maybe like in the northern East Coast, too. So kind of traveling around, hitting different areas. It's really just a great way to um, to get runners together. And I, it's, it's not just running. There's a lot of activities that are involved and workshops and we bring in some local professionals and, uh, I like to expose the city of wherever I am. So I love getting like restaurants involved and breweries and the local running shop. And, um, I do events in the community. So even if you're not part of the camp then I still plan a couple events that invites the whole trail community in that area to come. So it's just a great time just to get the runners together. I think it just really, um, rings true with just the, the trail running community, what we're about, we're friendly and engaging with each other. And so, yeah. Very good. And, and once again, in America first, and potentially, do, do you see yourself getting to Europe? And I have a contact for you over there in London. Warren Pohl might be a decent contact for you. I would absolutely love that. Um, I've, I, you know, I am in good contact with people, um, you know, over in the UK quite often. And that is a question I do get. When are you going to come do camps or races or whatever? And um, I, I just need to buckle down and do it. So um, I've had some requests for um, Canada and um, Italy as well. So it really just has to do with me being able to get a team together. Um, I can't really do every single detail um, from America, something overseas. So Warren, if you want to collaborate, that would be awesome. We can speak offline about that later on. <laughs> we would love to do that, Sally. And I promise if you come over, I'll take you to see Superman. It's incredible. You, a man is flying. Uh, we, we, we will go around London in the fog. Uh, we can see Sherlock Holmes. It, it really will be great. It, it will be great to do that. Do, do you know where Sherlock Holmes is? Uh, he usually dines in the evening and has tea and crumpets. Well, of course, he's just in 221B Baker Street, which is not a mile from our house. <laughs> Very good. That's way over my head. I didn't watch that show. Hey, hey and, and before we get going, we yeah. Don and I have, have a little bit of a bone to pick with Warren. Oh, we do. 
Um, there there was a, there was a, a private video that uh, was shot um, on trail on a morning run <laughs> on a morning run uh, with Warren at a specific location um, that Warren has run with us on. And so he he has the same private uh, knowledge of this of this location. And we decided, let's take a video and send it to Warren. We, we exercised our very, very best accents from the U.K., we, we believe, spot on. Yeah, we believe spot it was spot on. on. Yes, uh, Warren. <laughs> Warren, you have a different, a different opinion. So, so well, well, so anyway, so we send Warren this this video, and he enjoyed the video, and it sat in uh, storage for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden, it gets posted on the Thirty Three Shake uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, and and all of a sudden, we we are now out in public with these highly accurate accents. <laughs> What, what, tell it, it us is, they, they are un, uncanny. Uh, it was, uh, frankly, it's the one of the biggest hits we've we've seen on social media. <laughs> is is you guys and and actually the number of people who have said to us, we never knew that the guys from Trailrunner Nation were English <laughs> and, and Irish and, and Irish. Scottish and Indian and Welsh all in one. Indian, all in the same sentence. I mean, for you to go every other word and take on a different dialect, a different accent, it not takes easy. a lot of skill. A lot of skill. A lot of skill. So we'll post it, that. Years and years of training. Well, we'll no, we're not gonna, we're not going to post it. If they want to find it, they can do a little research and, go to and find it. Shake. But here, here is the the how you can uh, uh, you can make up for it. We want to hear your very best. American accent, and you can pick the dialect, whether it's Boston yes. or 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 the Tennessee. South or or <laughs> Southern California Valley girl. But we want to hear your very best American accent. Uh, that I am so glad that you you've asked that because that is something that when Erica and I saw that video, we said we are going to have to do some something by way of return. And we'd sort of been trying to practice our American accents a bit, but I have a sneaking suspicion that we. Well, let's just say Americans might notice that we're not American. And, and the quote that sticks with me is Don's, uh, your explanation of my American accent, which is from, yeah, that's from a state we don't have. <laughs> well, you know what? Instead of doing that on the podcast, we'll let you and Erica practice a little bit and you can post a video of your American accent. Why don't we, we will send you the video and then you have carte blanche to do any posting you like with it. And, and if we are able to share afterwards, that, that would be great. But no, we, we, we will go and um, okay. work on those. In fact, it's the weekend. We're in Spain at the moment. And so we will get out there tomorrow and um, exercise something. We'll take you on a, on a trip of Valencia with some terrible American accents. How about that? Fantastic. Perfect. I think that'll be a fun post. And you, you'll show us some sites. You'll take us on some, somewhat of a tour and... Uh, We'll enjoy the American accent. We'll try to figure out which which area of our country you're in, you know, whether or, or, or which country, <laughs> or which country. All right, let's let's open up this magazine, and uh, the rules of engagement here are come with three topics each, uh, one or two, or 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 for Scott two, which he'll probably. I have to hide my paper because I can already see him looking at my ideas here, trying to get his third. Uh, we come with three topics, and we need to create a title for the article we're submitting. So we submitted a, a article title to one another, and then we discuss what do we think they're going to be talking about. After that, after we've made our guesses, the person that submitted will let us know whether we are accurate or not, and then 
we'll discuss what that article is about. Let's start off with Warren, who is who, who is really. Okay, the, Don, can we pause for a second? Well, you didn't understand any of that. We, <laughs> that was so, was so much information. So much information. When you when you you called me this morning and left me a voicemail about yeah, that. Yeah, was it more accurate on the more under? Understanding. He, he's that. used to he's used to tweeting all of his uh, remarks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so very concise. So Sally, uh, I mean, what what didn't you understand the second go around? You know what? I, how about I go last? <laughs> that's how little you understood. All right. Now Warren is the only one that's really an official journalist here. He's actually we should have him go first. Made a, a living creating content. So Warren, submit your uh, submit your first articles. Um, what title? Title. Please. Thank you. You're the headliner. You're the headliner, Warren. This is the featured article in this this edition of the magazine. This is where we want to look at the analytics and watch how many people drop off as soon as I mention this headline, <laughs> and we can work out whether it was good or not after the event. Let's let's give it a shot. I'm I'm gonna go with blinded by the light. Mm, blinded by the light. Blinded by the light. Oh. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> yes, I think that pretty much, that's where the analytics dropped off very clearly right then. <laughs> Bang. Well, I, I, I got to throw my hat in and Ooh. say it's, it's got to be uh, something about headlamps. It's got to be going. Head torches. Yes, going into an aid station with your headlamp blinding oh, all the volunteers. That's where I think he's going. Yeah. Sally, you, you agree with that or do you have another direction? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a good one. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that's spot on, actually, because I can't really think of, uh, you know, any. I, I guess maybe if you were like a deer in the headlights, a car is coming straight at you, but I don't think that'd be a really fun topic. <laughs> it wouldn't be our leading topic. <laughs> the show would end soon. So, Warren, it might. <laughs> what what did you have in mind when you came up with that article title? Well, well, def- it's definitely headlamps. Um, oh, nice but. Guy. It is, yeah, you, you guys are on fire with that. It, it's, it's headlamps, and I, I certainly uh, agree that etiquette in aid station and with your crew, you know, turn it off or turn it to the side. Just don't blind your poor crew in the middle of the night just because you're tired, uh, let alone the aid station workers who've been there all night. Um, but this is taking it a step further. I'm taking it off out of, out of race context because there has been a, a veritable, proli- I can't even say it, a veritable proliferation of headlamps among runners and the runners seem to buy these headlamps now and it's not that they're doing an ultra or anything they're like oh it's dark i'll put my headlamp on now i've only noticed this in london uh it also happens a bit here in valencia you run at night in a park that is reasonably well lit and definitely (laughs) not candidate for a headlamp yet a number of people are now sporting headlamps which is fine except in a race everyone's going the same way because they're going different ways in the park, you go out for your run at the end of the day to like blow out the cobwebs and get blinded by a load of people coming past you on the trail. Um, so that's my sort of, uh, it's an op-ed, I suppose, um, getting on my soapbox and just saying, please, people, do you need a head torch? If you're in the middle of a city, even if it is nighttime, the answer's probably no. Please stop blinding me when I'm trying to go for a run at the end of the day. Mm, and with technology and headlamps just improving, you know, what used to be 100 lumen was the king, was king of the trail. Bright, yeah. yeah, it's like 100 lumen. Now that's, uh, that's your spare lamp that you, or torch that you, you put in your, your gear bag. Yeah, so uh, it's not uncommon. I think, yeah, I think to, you've just found the, 
you found the extra point there that I hadn't even thought about. You're right. They're much more powerful. If you wanted that sort of power 15 years ago, you had to basically strap a car battery to the back of your head. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's what the, that's what's interesting about the uh, audio magazine. You know, you get a, it's the comment section that comes alive <laughs> as you're reading. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love using my headlamp because I just I think it's a very cool headlamp. However, if I'm doing a morning run and it's just at the at the breaking point of the sun coming up, right? I would much rather take a chance and start running in the dark than to take that heavy headlamp with me. What do you think? Oh well, th- then that's how I choose my you know that that real economical, cheaper, not not real, not the heavy headlamp, the so generic one. I take that one out, so that gets me to that. Through that first 30 minutes that you're talking about. And then about. you can throw it in the bushes? <laughs> no, I carry it with me, Scott. That would oh, okay. be littering. <laughs> okay. But in that situation, you need a headlamp. You know, when you need a headlamp, you really need a headlamp. When you're running in the city, just because it's nighttime, you know, they have street lamps and, and things like that. You don't, you don't need it. Uh-huh. That's good. Who's, any, anything else to add to that? Or who's up next as we're rolling through this magazine? Um, why don't you go? And and by the way, uh, Warren, nice nice photographs that went along with that. Uh, I could really almost see the person their their pupils hurting as they were running by each other. Very very good on your selection of photography there. Thank you. We we spent a long time on that shoot. David Bailey is normally not free, but thank thank heavens we got it. <laughs> hey, I, m- m- mine really comes from uh, a recent podcast that we've done. And you don't need to explain it. Just give us the title, and then we can choose. Whether it came from a recent podcast. The Tipping Point. Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> well, For well, me, let's well, see if Warren and Sally listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't know where I'm going with this, because oh. it could be anything. Oh, it could be. And it really does come right around to you, Scott. This is, this is about you. So, Uh-oh. Sally, Warren, what do you think I'm going with The Tipping Point? Um, the reason why... Well, I would say that it's probably... <laughs> Uh, the reason why you're drinking that green, disgusting <laughs> grass juice. So it has to do with the weight on the scale. <laughs> He's tipping it into his mouth. Tipping it into his mouth. Very nice, Scott. Warren, we, we, we've got tipping the scale, tipping drinks into the mouth. and Well, well is it the... Well, I, I don't know if you have fly tipping over there, so I, I don't think it could be that. that, that <laughs> fly that's tipping? The term for, yeah, fly tipping is, is uh, a, a really bad pastime you find in English uh, laybys and hedgerows where people who've been doing building work nearby don't bother disposing of stuff properly. They go and chuck it in a hedge. Um, that, that's fly tipping. But given that I'm seeing three blank faces on the other side of the pond, I'm guessing that's not it. You know what I thought it was? where I thought it was going? I thought it was the English version of cow tipping. That's where I thought too, cow tipping, but they tip over flies. Yeah, they, they, they don't have enough cows, and, and so they go to the bar and look for these flies along the window sill, and they, like, flick them with their finger. Well, that was my topic. Very good, Scott. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tipping point. Now, now, tip, now, I'm really right now impressed. This is all based off of a podcast we did off of a book by Malcolm Gladwell called The Tipping Point. Excellent. Thank you. That, that there are book. big changes that occur for, because of small contributions along the way, that eventually all of these small items add up to big change. Right. And what sometimes we recognize is the final small item gets all the credit for the big change. Right? And so that's tipping point in a, in a sentence or two. And right now, Scott, you are inspiring me with your dedication to getting out and running. Oh. And, and the tipping point that I'm, that I'm referring to is you, if you don't have time to get out to the trail, 
you're making a loop around the road, around the house. You, you have not missed any time. And I think that is the tipping point, the tipping point of, of putting in a workout even when it's not convenient and just dedicating yourself to it. And even the small little workouts make the big change and the big global change of your fitness that's coming up for your new races this season. I really have been uh, inspired by your dedication, and it's making me a better runner, too, for your, your well, tipping can, point. Can I give credit? Aw, that's really sweet, Don. You just, like, <laughs> did a little dedication to your friend. <laughs> can I, can I, I, I do want to say that I was, I was inspired by someone recently, uh, Kristen Gustafson, <laughs> Sorry, Don just made this this grimacing face as he tried to pour down some of this uh, grass juice that he's eaten, drinking. But um, <laughs> anyway, I was pacing her and I was talking to her. We had a long time to talk. And she was saying that she runs every day, just a little bit every day. I mean, she has her normal longer runs, but she there's not a day that goes by that she doesn't run a little bit. And I thought, you know, sometimes I get a little snooty and thinking, I'm not going to run on the roads. I'm going to drive up to the trails, and I'm going to run my number of minutes or my number of hours, and then I'm going to come back. And that takes a, a very large time commitment. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I do, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just running around the block for 30 minutes, at least I'm elevating my heart rate and I'm getting some some impact on my on my bones. So I'm going to make this comment, and I think Sally or Warren, you'll 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 hop on right on the back of this one, is that if I only have those 30 minutes or 45 minutes, then I'm going to turn that into a quality type of workout. And this might go to you, Coach McRae, that I'm going to work on my leg turnover. I'm going to work on speed. I'm going to come away with a real positive benefit from that 30. I'm not going to slog for 30. I'm going to go out and do something with that 30 that's going to build um, towards the direction that I, that I want to go. Warren or Sally or, or Sally or Warren? Go ahead, Warren. Okay. Um, yes. Very good. Sally? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I, I agree. There, I, there I, was think, a, I think the coach should, should give us some wisdom here. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, we've all heard anything, you know, something is better than nothing. And I think this is actually a really great topic probably for another podcast because right now we are in, uh, especially here in the United States, in the midst of some crazy weather systems all over, um, all over the place. And I know for some people I've, and especially all the, everyone on my roster, there's a lot of frustration, not being able to stick to the program. Like they want to not be able to do the workouts that they want to, or that what they had planned. So I think it kind of goes along with what you're saying. Sometimes it's, it's because of weather or sometimes it's a time constraint that we get frustrated that we, cannot do the workout that we want to in the ideal situation. But the reality is all of those situations make you a better runner if you learn how to adjust. And I think that as runners, if you want to be good at your race, you want to be successful at your race, you need to learn how to train your brain. And one of the best ways to train your brain is to go and do something when you don't want to do it, when it's not in an ideal situation. And I think that this happens every time we race, like, you know, some, suddenly our stomach hurts and that's not ideal. Um, we hit terrain that we maybe didn't train for it or we, or we're not accustomed to. And, you know, so how, how are we able to adjust in all of those different situations? So, you know, just the idea of Scott, I'm right there with you, man. I'd love to drive up to Mount Baldy every single day if I could. But most of my days start with a run 
on the road. Is that my favorite? No, but everything that I do all works toward the goal. So whether it's 30 minutes on the road or if it's, you know, the four or five hours in the mountains on the weekend, um, they all add up to something. And as far as, you know, Don touching on the 30 minutes, the quality of that workout, um, you know, it's, I think a fartlek type workout on the road is, is really fun. It really changes, it really changes it up, makes the workout go by really fast, you know, just finding a different uh, direction to run in, try running with somebody else, run with your dog. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of different things you can do, but, um, I think that's, that was a really good little, little topic to bring up. I think everyone needs a little bit of that motivation and that push in, in that direction. I am cur- currently rereading um, Primal Endurance, a um, mm. uh, really good book by um, Brad Kearns and Mark Sisson. Mm. And one of the things in there that they talk about is, and it, it goes to your point, the small tipping point, it says any kind of, of, of movement is good movement. Park mm. as far away from that department store uh, um, door and walk to the door. Mm-hmm. Don't take the escalator. Don't take the elevator. Just simple stuff like that. Those are the tiny, tiny things, small decisions that don't take you only a few minutes or even seconds that will benefit your overall fitness. Absolutely. You, you know, Sally, one of the images that came into my mind as you were talking was that one picture that 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 you put out on one of that Instagram, somewhere something, where you're running up a hill, doing some striders up a hill, in uh-huh. town, in L.A. and so Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Because <laughs> yeah. I could see that that was quality work, hard work, building strength, building, you know, getting into the anaerobic um, component of your of your training. And it was literally in the middle of a town, just in the middle mm-hmm. of a road. You found a hill and you went to work. And that doesn't yeah. take time to go out to the trailhead. No, it doesn't. We actually, that was a series that Billy and I did on hill training. And, and we... I specifically told him I want to go to every type of incline that's available to us. So we we did trails, we did stadium stairs, we did road, um, and the whole purpose of that was it's okay if you don't live on a mountain, you can still get some good hill training in. And so that is a really famous hill actually um, down in like Manhattan Beach. Um, Redondo Beach area. And it's funny, all the people that responded like, Hey, I know that hill. I, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I drive up that all the time. Um, but yeah, that's actually been shared several, uh, several times. I added like a little quote to it. It was just, you know, every, basically about whatever hill you climb, climb it courageously. doesn't matter what terrain or what situation it's, uh, it's charge, charge up it. So good, good, good. Warren, anything to add before we move to the next, we turn the page. Before before we turn the page, um, in, in this live comments section that has appeared in this print magazine, which is, is incredible, it's almost like someone's got something online in the future. I, I don't know how that would work. Um, but um, there's a thing called social media, and uh, I think it's quite popular among, among runners. And um, those tough, crappy runs that can be very satisfying but aren't photogenic because it's the middle of the night or you're in a city or you're somewhere uninspiring or it's flat or it's boring or you're having a bad hair day, they do not make it to social media. Therefore, we believe from social media that all trail runners are permanently up mountains, above the snow line, um, uh, or in, in wonderful wild situations. And running does not have to be like that. You're exactly right. You know, They, they can be just as satisfying in other places. You have to deal with, with what you have, and it's about 
building up all those little pieces so you could get to, I don't know, something like a, a tipping point perhaps. Yeah, very, very good. Nice, nice way to bring it back full circle. I think we're ready for the next article. I think that belongs to, to the author, um, Scott War. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which one to do. Of the two poor articles that I have written in this magazine, um, I'm not sure which one to do. Go ahead and get I'm, I'm going to do this two. one because it's, it's short and concise. Perfect. Maybe. <laughs> um, Is it longer than the intro here, Scott? Am I having a heart attack? Ooh, that's the name. That's the name, that's of, the the name of the article. Am I having a heart attack? Oh, I know right where you're going. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take take a step. Yeah, back. You, you you know because you know me too well. How about you guys? What what is this article Wait, about? Uh, you know what? I I think it's about Scott the circus, and I think it's about an <laughs> elephant standing on the clown's chest. Is that it? Could be. Okay. Could be. Um, you are running up devil's thumb. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> or That's you are is it when you are at that point which um and it's exactly because i felt this two nights ago where you're like i'm pushing and i'm working and this is real good hard work and i'm really enjoying it but it's really hard and i don't know how long i can keep going followed by oh i think i need to stop this all slow down that's now gone from you know i feel like i might be going into dangerous territory and i should probably ease off a little bit is is it that 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 other tipping point? Both are very good comments, but highly inaccurate. Were you, ah. Mine was a good comment. Um, yours was. You, you know what it is. You 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 spun yours. You know exactly what it is. Yeah. Go ahead. And, read the, and, read and the so, article, Scott. So so here's. I have always had a little bit of, been a little self conscious about my heart rate, ever since I started running. Um, my heart rate is always thirty beats per minute higher than everybody I run with. Uh, and it, and it has driven me crazy over many years. I've, I've thrown away my heart rate monitor, but I'm, I'm trying to build a very good base right now. And I'm, I'm, uh, going to Phil Maffetone's, uh, website and doing the 180 minus your age formula to find my aerobic threshold. And for me as a 49 year old man, that would be 131. And then there's some other uh, factors that you you put in there, and I should be under 130 for my my aerobic. I should right now not be training higher than a, like 129, and I can't do that. I go out there and I've tried for about a week to put in some good workouts where I didn't go over 130, and I have to walk backwards almost. I I, I don't I don't get anywhere, and so. I was reading recently, again, in Primal Endurance, and uh, Mark Sisson and Brad Kearns, um, you know, discussed the 180 minus your age formula, but then they also said one of the, the good tests that you can do is just breathe through your nose. Close your mouth, breathe through your nose, and if you can run comfortably breathing through your nose, then you haven't crossed that threshold line of where you're burning more, more uh, um, carbs than fats. And I found myself very comfortable this week training, th- breathing through my nose, but I still had a pretty high heart rate. And when I say high... Why like don't you a, share that with it's us? It's 168 is what I normally... 165, 168 is an average heart do rate you, for an easy you ha- run. Do you have a good monitor? What, I, what heart rate monitor? Are you, is it around your chest or is it your wrist? I've used the best of the best, and they all are pretty darn close. I love that Scott is talking about this topic because... I think a lot of people are very interested in doing heart rate training and they find that when they begin, 
that the zone in which they're supposed to stay in feels so slow, especially when they're on the trails and they have to start going uphill. And it's frustrating because you feel like, how in the world am I going to get fitter and faster by going this slow? So it's, I think that we should track your journey and see mm. your, your progress and, and how it goes for you because, you know, it is a tried and true method. And I know uh, personally, I've, I've, I put a lot of my athletes on this, on this method and I've seen a lot of great success with it, but it's always very frustrating in the beginning because you feel like you're going like you're waddling basically. <laughs> well, and the, and, the, and the whole reason to, to do this waddling. is we, we have learned through the many podcasts we've done that you do not want to train in that black, uh, the black hole, which is normally where most people spend uh, most of their time, the 80-20 rule, they say you should be spending 80% of your time below that that aerobic threshold heart rate and 20% in a little bit of the black hole, but then more in that top end where you're, you're, you're really pushing it. And um, they say that's the way you get faster. That's the way you develop mitochondria. That's the way that you become a fat-burning machine. And that's my goal. Hmm, but nice. my, 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 my thing that I've learned just recently is it's okay to, to train with a heart rate monitor. But for me, the 180 minus your age doesn't work, and I'm using nose breathing. Hmm. <laughs> Good. H- has that made it over there to London yet, the nose breathing, bre- breathing thing? <laughs> no, 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 nose breathing, I, I, I saw a trailer for it on, when, I, when I saw Superman. I think it's, I think it's coming soon. But I, 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 I've trialed it, and I can't agree more with Scott that um, it, it works really well for 10 minutes. And then, like, just I, I'm a mess of snot. And uh, I even spoke to a couple of doctors about this. Not specifically. I happened to meet them, and, and running came up in the conversation. And were, I was like, why does my nose get so snotty and I'm trying to breathe through my nose? They said, well, um, that's your nose working, doing what your nose is meant to do. So uh, I, I had to live with that. I have a larger than average nose, so maybe I, I get a, a larger than average problem with that. But um, to just flip it on the heart rate thing, uh, it sounds, Scott, so good that you are listening. You're listening to your body. You're listening to how you feel. But I, I bet there is an element of concern because – those figures, the you know, heart rate training as a whole, everyone is different. It's the same as nutrition and anything prescriptive. There will always be people who fall either side of the curve. And those people need to know that there's nothing wrong with them as long as they pay attention to how they feel um, and work within those constraints rather than dogmatically sticking to a heart rate. I don't think there's any, any issues at all. Good, good. Are we ready to uh, move on? Are we going to close that uh, chapter? Oh, we're, we're flipping Turn the page. page. Flipping good. the page, and I see Sally McRae's photo on the top of this article. Ah, nice, Sally. <laughs> what, what, what title did you choose for your submission today? Well, this entire episode, I've been trying to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I, I knew what it was that I wanted to talk about with you guys. Are you a real journalist, Sally? This sounds very familiar. <laughs> Do you know she's an English teacher? Did you know that about Sally? Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I thought of a couple topics, but I think I'm just going to stick to one word and we can just talk about it. Okay, I, that's, that's fine. Really it, can be a one, it could be a one-word title. <laughs> okay, so tis the season for goals. And that is, that's really what I want to talk about. I just want to talk about goals. Um, I, 
I think during once we kick off, you know, hey, Sally, New Sally, year, l- yes. let me guess. Let me guess what your article is about. <laughs> goals. So we can goals <laughs> about setting goals. I think it's about setting goals. And, and and this is the time of year that we are usually setting goals. Yeah, Warren, do you have anything to add to that? I think we're on <laughs> on, it's, on it's, to something. It's football for me. It's soccer for you, right? That's what we're talking about. Back of the net. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah tomatoes. Tomatoes. Wait, yeah. there's a subtitle. There's a subtitle, oh. though. But, okay. So Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> goals and why we're afraid of them. All right. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now you, yeah. I'm going to read this article. I'm going to read this article. <laughs> But isn't that the truth, though? I mean, I talk to so many people. We hear, like, the New Year's, there's the New Year's resolutions. There's the goals, the ideas. What is it we want to change for the New Year? But over and over again, they all, with that, come the statistics that, you know, 90% of people that set their goals for a New Year resolution, they fail. And so people have kind of become cynical and really negative about, you know, having New Year's resolutions or or even having goals. And I, I think uh, for that reason, it's, well, you know, they, they always fail, they don't work out, and I don't know why. But I really believe that one of the biggest reasons why people don't set goals is because they're afraid of them. They're afraid of failing. And I think that the message attached to that should be that the more you fail, the more likely that you're going to succeed. The people that are successful in whatever it is that they do, whether it is with running or just things in life, have probably failed more than most people. Mm. And so the only way that you're going to be great at something, the only way you're really going to achieve your goals is to is to get really good at failing. So fail well. Hashtag fail well. <laughs> Learn how to fail. And it's just like that idea of, of not quitting. You know, be okay that failing and is a part of the journey. But there's a difference between failing along the journey and then just quitting your journey. So if you guys want to chime in on that. Yeah, I'm ready to submit a comment, Scott. Uh, I see you're ready too. So yep. hopefully, I've jumped in front of you because we have the you same, read my mind, perhaps. So um, I know that uh, I've run with Julie Fengar in the past. She's a local runner around here, and she taught me something. And this is kind of along the lines of goal setting, which made me think of it as you were explaining it, Sally. Is is don't set yourself up for failure. Pick something that you can do successfully, and you know that will work for you. Don't put something out so far that you you can't get it done. If you need that spot, that your destination, then put a couple goals to get you there. But it doesn't always have to be that huge goal and don't set yourself up for failure. And I I kind of like that attitude. I like that attitude, but I also think at the same time, don't sell yourself short and set really low goals for yourself. I think that what's good is to have A, B, and C goals so that as you make the smaller goals for your, you have your big picture goal. Like what is it you really, really want to do? So if it's, you want to run a hundred miles in under 24 hours, that is a, that's a tough thing to do. That's a, a hard thing to achieve. It takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And so that's like the A, that's like the big goal. But I think along the ways, when you set, set weekly goals and monthly goals, the more that you achieve those weekly and monthly goals, you're giving yourself more confidence and you need that confidence to get to the bigger goal. So maybe the weekly goal is, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hit four workouts this week. And then every week I'm going to do that. Okay. Then what's, what's the monthly goal then? So that all those things work toward the big goal. And, you know, people don't make big goals for themselves because they're afraid they're too big, but 
I think that we should make big goals. Reach for the stars, right? Mm, right, right. Warren? I'm, I'm a big, big fan of the, the big goal. Um, and uh, it's a bit like the, you know, we were talking about earlier about mixing up your running sessions. There are times when, you know, you, the, the goal has to be, let's not say realistic, let's say achievable. If you've never run before and you say, right, New Year's, New Year's resolution, I'm going to run every day next year. Well, you, you are not putting yourself in a, in a great place there, particularly if you live in a country where in the Northern Hemisphere it's cold during the winter. You know, you set yourself up like day one, it is going to be raining, freezing cold, and you're going to hate it. You know, that's not a good idea. But at the same time, Ask yourself the question, if, if you have a 10-year goal, uh, if you have a five-year goal, why can't you do it in one? You know, if, you wanna, if you've run a four-hour marathon or a 4.30 and you want to try and go under four, well, hell, why not aim to go under three? You, you miss going under three, you're only going to go, you know, you might go 3.10. Um, you might find things you've never done before because when you pay, make a goal so big, you have to come up with new answers to new questions because the things you've done before are not going to get you there. So it, it causes you to undergo a complete reboot. Now, there is obviously a risk of failure with that. So you need to be comfortable in yourself that, you know, you may shoot for the, shoot for the moon, fall among the stars, um, or it may not happen. You might find that, you know, your body just breaks down too quickly. You don't have the time, whatever. But um, yeah, don't, don't be shy of, of the big goal when it feels like it's the right time to do it. And if you ask yourself the question, you know, how big could I really make this? Uh, you might find some very surprising answers and, and performance levels in, in, in work, life, or, or you're running that you didn't know you had. Mm-hmm. Scott? I love that. Well, I think of the BHAG, the P- big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm kind of morphing this into not just a running type goal, but also in, a, in business. I think it's very important to have a, a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. <laughs> but where I think most people fail is they they make this grand goal like putting a man on the moon, and as they work towards that, they fall short of their intermediary intermediary goals, and they give up. They just say it can't be done. I think it's very important when you set that big hairy audacious goal that you look at it often and you reevaluate and re focus or change the plan on how to get there. There's nothing wrong with saying what I'm doing right now is not getting me to that goal. I need to do something different. And, and on and that changing top, the, 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 the path. And, and on that process, what, what resources do I need to make this work? Right. Starting looking for, if I need to get this done, if I was counseling someone else to get this done, what advice would I give them? And, and then apply it to yourself. And, and, and changing that course may be postponing the due date of that goal. So let's say, like like Sally was saying, I want to run a hundred miler in in under 24 hours. Um, As you start your training, life gets in the way, job gets in the way, uh, whatever, and you may not be able to hit that 24-hour goal at that race that you, you originally set it for. So it's okay to say, you know what? I'm not going to be able to hit it when I said I was going to hit it, but I'm going to reconfigure my plan and I'm going to put that goal, push that goal out by three months or six months or whatever like that. I think that's okay because you're you're ultimately uh, attaining the goal. Very good, 
very good article, Sally. We'd, we'd like to invite you back for another article this, this very podcast, okay? So <laughs> at, at this point, you can start thinking of your title. <laughs> okay. War- Warren, I think you're next. Okay, so uh, I am, uh, I've un- unexpectedly uh, been put in charge of the fashion pages this month, um, <laughs> which, which is a, a surprise to, to anybody who knows me. Um, and uh, the, this one is, this season's must-have color. It's orange. Hmm. So that's the longest title I've ever heard. Is the title just... Is the title orange? This year's color. The title is, this season's must-have color is orange. Okay. And we need to come up with what that what pertains about. to. It sounds pretty self-explanatory to me. It well, sounds like uh, orange uh, is the in color in <laughs> that side of the the world <laughs> what well, did that mean, let's, let's go with um I, i'm hoping i mean would you like a clue or do you want to have a have a little chew no, around oh, i think oh, i think scott's spot on i think we should play that back <laughs> no i i think orange orange is the new black orange orange is it's a safety color it's a safe, hunting color hunting color he's going with uh, trail safety he's going with um, our new president now has orange hair. Perhaps he's a political <laughs> statement. Uh-oh. Um, Sally, where, where do you think where do you think he's going with this orange color stuff? Um, let's see, orange, orange, orange mud hydration packs. Yes, um, that could be one. Because <laughs> uh, that's an entirely new system, but that's been around for a couple years. Warren is looking awfully smug right now. Yeah, he says, yeah, I've got them fooled. Yes, you do have us fooled. Tell us, Warren. Uh, what is- you, no, you, you, you've, between you, you have, you have actually hit the nail on the head because I believe Mr. Scott War said orange is a hunting color. Huh. Yes, it is. Now, while in France a few weeks ago in the Pyrenees, uh, Erica and I were trail running uh, on some fabulous, fabulous trails out there. Um, but it's hunting season, and they put signs up on the trees saying it's hunting season, but they're in <laughs> French. And now I know that la chasse means hunting. But they didn't put them on the trail, which was a, a major oh, no. hiking route through the mountains. They put them just on the road about 10 miles away. So we did see it on the way in, but five miles before we got to the trail. Anyway, uh, we came across uh, a hunt. Uh, and, you know, there's the, they're, they're hunting wild boar. And you don't want to get on the wrong end of a, a, a scared wild boar in a hurry. And you don't want to get on the end from what we learned from the locals of the French hunters because they're not a good shot. Um, and you don't want to get on the end of the dogs who are all revved up either. So it definitely made for negative splits as our, our out and back <laughs> turned into an out and really let's get back to the car before we get eaten. It felt like something out of Rambo with packs of dogs on various hillsides getting closer. But I just wanted to throw it out there. I mean, you know, hunting is a popular pastime in, in the States, uh, as it is in certain parts of Europe. And orange is the color. Um, and that's the only place I, I, that's how I know hunting is an orange color. I see it in outdoor shops in the States. And, um, 
what do you do? I mean, is is it dangerous to get near a hunt? Are you more like likelihood of being shot by somebody? Do they put signs up? Because as trail runners, we're we're out there somewhere wild. But if you don't know it's hunting season and you run into the middle of one like we did, I mean, was that just a random one off? Was it completely safe? Or does anyone else around the table have any experience of um, running into, around, or from hunting parties? I've never been shot at on the trail. I know I can I can tell you that. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so no, I, I have not had any fear or come across, uh, you know, a, a set of hunters and some blinds of some kind with camouflage on and, and, uh, a scope. You know, it depends on, I think, how remote you go. I mean, most of the trails close around here are, are, are pretty well traveled by, by people. And so I don't think that there would be any, any danger of getting shot, but if you go out, let's say, even remote, more remotely, out on the Western States Trail, way up in the mountains, yes. there's a very high chance that you could. And they don't put signs up. And I've heard gunfire out there. Yeah, you. Yes, I think, so have I. <laughs> I think I think it's it's imperative, and I think this is a good topic, Warren. That it's imperative as we as trail runners, we need to know when hunting season is. And I think it would behoove us to have an orange vest. They're very light. You can pack them in your pack. It's it's. There's no reason why you shouldn't have one in your car that you can just put one on and, and run with it. You know what I do, Scott? I, I take, you've seen those off-road vehicles with a very large flag on the back yeah. to warn others of their location? I run with one of those. Uh, Minimum 25 ten, feet. A 10-foot flag sticking, 20, out, sticking out of your back? I, I have the uh, carbon fiber pole, <laughs> so uh, 25 feet. All right, not, so. not carrying the truck as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good topic. Sally, you have, you have uh, to pick up your son here shortly. We'd like you to submit your next article before you leave us. <laughs> okay. So um, I'll just keep up with my, my trend here of off the cuff. Um, think of something really quick. <laughs> um, how about the to- next topic is another one word, and it is motivation. Subtitle, what is your go-to mantra or reason for getting out the door in inclement weather? Okay, so, so I'm just, th- just going to throw that out there. I know yeah. that I'm not, like, matching you guys right now, but <laughs> it does make you're a on conversation. A com- you're on a completely <laughs> different podcast than we are. <laughs> I so, am. <laughs> so, so, guys, here's, here's what I think she's, she's talking about. <laughs> I'm thinking she's talking about when there's times that you'd rather not go out and train because yeah. it's cold or rainy. Is what, what I'm thinking. So what motivates you to get out? Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. what she. Warren, did did you have any? Are we on track? Do you think with what she's thinking? I, I I think I think this is what she's I think this is what she's on about. It's the motivation to yeah. get out there when really <laughs> you'd rather stay on the sofa. I, yes. I think I think we're close, and, Sally. Sally, and pl- I'm going to do a shameless plug there that if yeah. you go to runnersworld.com, <laughs> um, I actually did an article, uh, helped with an article on this that just went live today. So you mm. can check it out. It what, is what, what, the what was the title of that article? <laughs> was there a <laughs> the subtitle? Was there a subtitle? Yeah. Yeah, what was uh, it? Staying motivated. It's uh, <laughs> staying motiva- motivated during the dark winter months. <laughs> Oh, so oh. you changed you changed the word dark essentially for this podcast, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> but this is good. No, it's not a podcast. It's an audio magazine. It's, it's 
an audio oh, magazine. Oh, thank you. That's right. Yes, you're right. You know, I, I, I'm with you, Sally. Let's get some comments before you have to jet out. I, I think that, that there's never a time that I've really been disappointed that I've gone, gotten out there. I've only been disappointed in myself not going. But when I'm out there, I feel very satisfied that I've, I've pushed through an obstacle. And so I'm glad when I get out there. You know, I will say one of the things that motivates me is, uh, sometimes to get out there is new gear. And oh, in yeah. fact, Don yeah. and I just, just purchased a very cool, it's supposed to be the best running jacket in, for rain that there is. We'll, we'll let you know. We haven't, we're not going to divulge what, what brand it is. Nike, um, obviously. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I, just I, I, just gave, I just gave Don his, yeah, and um, I'm pretty excited to go out and test it. So I'm looking for some big downpours tomorrow. Yeah, good, good, good. So jack, rain jackets are something we've put together over here in the United States, Warren. I don't know if it's <laughs> hit the shores yet. Um, no, they go, no. We, we, oh, is, is it like a sou'wester? A, a sou'wester? An, an oil skin, you know, like a, a, a sort of oil skin cape with a hood. I, I was thinking that since they just saw Superman that now they have capes. They have water capes. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a business idea. No, they have Geely's, Don. They have Geely's over there. I think these are satchels. Hey, so so um don't correct my pronunciation. It's Gilet. Gilet. If I, I think you <laughs> I think you make the decision before you go to bed that you're getting up and you're going to run. You don't negotiate. I, when I negotiate, I'm negotiating with a very weak Don in the morning. His guy has no <laughs> goals. He has absolutely no aspirations of anything but sleeping. That's it. But night, nighttime, nighttime Don ready is Ready to roll. Oh, that guy okay. is like headed to the podium, elbowing people out <laughs> of the way, right? That's, that's the guy going to sleep. The guy waking up is the opposite. I don't know what happens. So I just make sure that... Uh, um, I'm committed to go, and it helps Scott when I know that you're going to be uh, honking the horn, honking the at horn at four forty-five. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't want his neighbors <laughs> calling him out. Hey, Warren, what do you do to stay motivated on those cold, foggy, rainy mornings? Well, do you know what the funny thing is that uh, nighttime Warren and morning Warren are very similar to nighttime Don and, and morning Don. Like motivation is very easy to find at night and very hard to find in the morning. And so, uh, yeah, lay the kit out the night before, commit to go, make the decision that, well, even when I don't want to go, I'll start. And if after 10 minutes I want to come home, I'll let myself turn home. And that has actually basically never happened because once you're out, you're out and you're yeah. done. And, and the, the last little gem I'm going to add, which is my favorite one recently, um, which I picked up in a book from a guy called Jocko Willink, who is a former Navy SEAL. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Said, very good. He's got some great lines, and one of them was, if you want to be tougher, be tougher. It's just a choice. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so that, that's another one that comes into mind. It's like, really, this is not life or death. This is not being shot. This is, this is going for a run in the rain, and it's going to <laughs> rain in a race. Uh, therefore, you might as well go and get, get it in now. It'll be really good for you, and like I think everyone here would agree, you feel good when you've done it. And even you can enjoy it. You know, the rain doesn't have to be bad. We make a negative association with it. Sometimes it can be great. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Jocko, is a, he has a great podcast, too. I don't know if you've, uh, you've searched that out and found it. Very, very good. What's, what's the book that we read, you and I read? That was a great book. Mm. Extreme um, Ownership. Extreme Ownership. Yep, yep Extreme that's ownership. what it was. Yeah. That's a great book. Yeah. Yeah, well worth listening very to good. on audio if you're running or just to pick it up and read it if, you, uh, if you're a reader. How, how, have you read any any of that stuff, Sally? Jocko's no, stuff? I haven't read it. I I actually just finished a, a, another book by a Navy Seal. <laughs> uh, that w it was called Seal Fit. It's incredible. Mm. 
Um, but a lot of like the mental toughness uh, chapters are in that too, that were just incredibly motivating. And just even when they talk about their training, it, it makes you feel like the biggest wimp in the world when you hear the things <laughs> that they have to do and how incredibly uh, just driven and motivated they are. It's, it's out of this world, but it's realizing like they made that choice. And that's what it comes down to. You make the choice. I like that. If you want to be tougher, then be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, it's you down to you to, to choose. You do. And I, I have a big chalkboard in my bedroom. It actually hangs on my bathroom door. And I wrote on it um, for the new year that it's just no excuses. It's so easy. I can make a million excuses for everything every day. And so when I wake up in the morning, that's actually the first thing I see. And it's like, I want to be warm. I want to run in the sunshine. But um, the best time for me to run, get my first run in, is at 4.30 in the morning. So it's, you don't, sometimes if you, if you think too much about the reasons why you should or shouldn't go, that gets in the way. So it's just get up, turn off your brain, put on your shoes, don't make any excuses and just get out the door. And I love Warren's comment that you can run, you know, run for 10 minutes. And if you don't feel great, then turn around and head back. And of course, like you said, that never happens. I think that's a good formula. Sally McRae, it sounds like a Nike athlete saying, just do it. <laughs> just do you it. Know, I am, I'm going to post one of my, uh, on the, the podcast description that everyone reads, I'm going to post a link to a video that Jocko did that's called Good. Oh, yeah. I, Ooh, I watched that. That, that is good. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I probably watch that uh, every other month because it puts everything in perspective. That would be your new mantra on your mirror in the morning. Let's te- let's text that over to Sally so she can watch it. Sally, we're, at this point, I, we're going to have to depart from I have a feeling I've seen it. Well, we need to watch it again. Um, it's that good, and everyone should watch it. And go to <laughs> yes. Scott's show notes and find it. So, so, so powerful. Very, very good. If you're looking for motivation, maybe that's the point. When you're lying in bed and you don't want to get up and you pull the covers over, turn on that video, and I challenge yeah. you, watch that. Oh, and after, yes. If you go and, and get back in bed and go back to sleep then yep that's it yep yep yeah, okay. got my it. coach made me my coach made me watch watch this really my coach steve newman yeah uh, like before we started training one day and i was like so pumped after i got done watching it it's yeah. really good i'm glad you're putting it up there scott there, there okay. is just one flip side to it which is well maybe i won't train i'll go back to bed good <laughs> <laughs> maybe you needed the sleep Sally, at this point, we are going to have to read the rest of this magazine without you, um, and we appreciate your contributions and, and yeah. both of your, your articles. Well, thank you. It was so much fun as always, guys, and hopefully we'll do this again sooner than later. We certainly will, and good luck with your camps. If people want to find out where your camps are, where do they go? What do they do? Um, they can just go to sallymccray.com, or they can find information also on my Yellow Runner Facebook page. Perfect. They'll do it. Um, I'll do it, too. We'll talk to you soon, Sally. All right, sounds good. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. See you, Sally. Great seeing you again. You too. Okay, guys, what about that Sally McRae? No, she's going to know. Maybe she hung up. That's good. Okay, we're almost done. We only have uh, three articles left. Well, well, we can move through them as quick as we need to. Um, who's up next? I think you are. Okay, my article is called Break or Break? Break or Break? Yep. Break or Break. Or break. Oh, is, I know. Is, is there is. a different spelling on either break? There is. I'm sure there is. There is. I know what it is. Here's my is, is here's it, my my guess. Go ahead. Go ahead, Warren. You you choose first. No, no. You you you've got one, and it might be the same. Go for it. 
I think it is slow down to speed up. You need to take a break. You need to slow down. You need to break your training to break out in your running. Hmm. Maybe I'll swap over to that. That's pretty good <laughs> Warren. <laughs> well, I, I, it's similar, but I was thinking it's like break as in slow down, as should I slow down uh, before I break something? Um, oh, where Where sad. is the limit and, and how close am I to it? Yeah, whether in a, in a training schedule or, or, or an individual session. Very, very good. Both of you very close. Uh, this really stemmed from our conversation, our last podcast with Tim Tweetmeyer. And he talked about his success and longevity. As, as everyone will recall or know of his career, 25 finishes at Western States under 24 hours. Um, top, uh, he, he won the race five times. Top 10 or top 5, 15 times. I mean, just some crazy numbers. Yeah. And he attributed his longevity, and believe me, he could still do it. He could still beat oh, all three I, of us you know, easily. Even if we were a relay team racing him, he still wins. With, without training, he could run like a... 21 hour he could and and, <laughs> and 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 so um he attributed part of the success to having a real job and 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 running hard up until states and then taking a break over the summer and then re-engaging for the fall and it was that mandatory break that was necessitated from being the breadwinner and and having other having a family it was that break that led to his success that to the point of Sally's article, Goals, um, one of his goals was to be a runner for a lifetime, a runner for mm-hmm. a long time and not a splash in the pan. And, and he accomplished that, he believed, because he knew there are limits to our bodies and he uh, respected those. And he's still running today strong. So break or break? Which, which one do you want? B-R-A-K-E or B-R-E-A-K? Break or break? Warren? Uh, I love that. I love that take that, uh, you know, running is, is something you want to do for a lifetime. And it's very easy to get caught up on the the short term goal, the, whether it's this year's a race or this week's session or today's run. And they're all relevant. But one goal I know I have and I think we'd all share it is I want to, you know, I'm, it might not be huge ultras, but I still want to be going out and have the freedom to enjoy running what I want to run. Um, you know, way into my 70s and hopefully beyond. And that requires a, a long-term view and maybe taking your foot off the gas occasionally. The body needs time to repair the same way it needs time to be broken down. It needs to come back. Very good. Scott? I don't have anything to add. Okay, well, that means we've, we've covered it. We've covered it, Warren, from head to toe. Let's go to our next article. All over it. <laughs> Who's up now? I believe you are. Oh, I'm up? So again, I, I'm I'm choosing between two topics. Um, you only had two last do, time. Do you want to do? do f- are you going to repeat your old one? Do well, the one you haven't I, done. I actually have three. Okay, I had three. <laughs> do you want to do a fun one, a fun article, or do you want to do? I'm f- about fun. Okay, here's the fun article. Is that the same English I'm speaking? Hmm. Is that the same English I'm speaking? That's the tar- title of the article. What, what, could, what could he be talking about, do you think, Don? Well, I, I'm thinking that he's, uh, he's listening to some advice from other runners and thinking, does that apply to me? Does that apply to my body, my physiology, my goals? Is that the same language? I'm going to substitute the word English for language. Are you trying to communicate something to me that applies to me? That's what I'm thinking. Warren, 
What do you think? I, I think that's a, a very intelligent answer, and there's absolutely no way I can get close to that. So I, I'm thinking that Scott is obviously planning to come and race uh, over in England and uh, hasn't been able to understand things like the word tomato or tuna. <laughs> you know, um, you're both wrong. Okay. Um, this came <laughs> up. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember where I, I was reading an article. It has nothing to do with running, absolutely nothing to do with running. But it is, uh, I think, very entertaining. And that is some of the words that we, the, the English that we speak here in the United States and the English that, that Warren speaks in uh, Great Britain, how some words mean completely different things. Um, um, I'm trying to think of some of the running terms that we've used in the past. What are uh, some of the running? Bonk. Bonk, bonk is yep. is a famous one. Yeah, bonk means uh, completely different things. Well, well, let's let's define them here. Obviously, metabolically, a crash. You've you've run through your body. You've you have you're cramping. Your stomach let go, and and you're walking instead of running. And and what does it mean in the in the Queen's English? In, in the Queen's English, although I, I'm not sure the Queen uses the word, I haven't checked with her, um, it, it would also <laughs> be slang for having sex. Uh, gen- generally, uh, at, at the quicker and uh, less sophisticated end of the scale, shall we say. So so do, do all um, members of, of, of your country get a chance to sit down with the Queen? You, you, made, it, you made it sound <laughs> as if, if you have a, a, a regular dialogue with her. Well, they have tea breaks. I, I, I well, I, I don't know if it's a dialogue. We see we see her quite a lot because she's on the money. Literally, she is on <laughs> on the notes. Um, and uh, you know, you might go past her house occasionally in, in in central London there, Buckingham Palace, that that little place that she has. Um, but no, we we don't get to talk too often. Although she does come on TV every Christmas and and, and talk to everybody. Uh, I, I did miss it this year though, so um, you know, I'll probably be in a bad books now. You know, Scott. To your point, we we on pre podcast here, I was talking to Warren about the 10 satchels that he dropped yeah. off in the mail for us and uh, how we appreciate it and how we like the 33 Chia gels. And he said, well, be careful with that term satchel, dropping a satchel. It isn't the same thing that you're thinking, Don. Would you uh, oh. kind of clarify that for us, Warren, so we don't get embarrassed? Yeah. No, no I, I, absolutely. This is a, um, it, it's, it's some pretty uh, left-field English slang. Dropping, dropping a satchel would be uh, breaking wind. Um, <laughs> so if someone has dropped a satchel, what's that smell? Someone's dropped a, a satchel. So, uh, you know, we, it, the, uh, the, the gel packets to us over here, we would call them a sachet. Um, but that, that really doesn't translate. So we've gone for packet. But, uh, you know, a satchel, that's come in as well. Um, yeah. Just be careful where you drop the satchel, um, and generally not in, uh, in, in polite company in, in the UK. <laughs> so the right term with these gels are, it's, it's a sachet. Sachet. Okay. Got it. So, so along the same... Or, or, or uh, packet we can do. <laughs> along the same lines as the satchel, dropping a satchel, um, I, I heard that the word Trump, you know, is very, uh, is being used quite a bit now in the U.S., but it means completely something completely different in the in the UK. What what does Trump mean in the UK? That's breaking wind again. <laughs> not <laughs> not as in the first time it's called one thing and the second time it's called a Trump. No, just a Trump is a Trump. What about you've been kicked in the package? What would that does that uh, how does that translate over there, Warren? Because if you <laughs> kicked me in my package, my voice might change a little bit. 
Yeah, we'd 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 still have we'd still be on on the same same terms there, unless you had a particularly angry postman who had quite literally kicked your package, um, as in parcel. <laughs> but uh, this is yeah. Now that we've gone down this route, it all sounds like being kicked in the nuts, really, doesn't it? It does. It does. One 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 more for you in yes. in uh, in the U.S. If we were going down to Florida or Georgia, and we wanted to go out on a trail run, and we 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 ran and. Eventually, we ended up at the end of the trail in a bog, kind of a, a swampy bog. Mm. Bog has a separate meeting in the UK. What is the bog in the UK? The bog also is that's the toilet, um, the water closet. That's uh, you know maybe in in a in a pub you might go to the bog, um, and uh, it would still has the same other meaning and the strange thing about the term bog in england is that people intuitively know which one you mean so you could have a totally straight face conversation and no one would be confused as, as to which one you were talking about but the element of confusion could certainly arise particularly when we travel so if you if you start running and and you're starting to pick up your pace at the end of the run and you're telling your friend about it and saying yeah it was a really hard run and i ran through the bog <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that, if it was in the trail run, that, <laughs> that would work. I mean, I think um, it's uh, yeah. I've just this phrase "bog wash" has, has come into my mind, and, and that that's generally uh, that that's a school thing. If you were to flush someone's head in the toilet, but you know, that's that's all behind us now. Very good. Any final uh, articles? I have one last oh, one I'd like oh, to leave with, if that's sure. okay. Warren, did you have one? Not that mine needs to be last, but this I'd... is like the editorial at the end of the the magazine. Yes, yes. This is like the, the breakout area. I, I have another one. I'd be happy to uh, throw it in or save it for a further edition. Uh, we can oh, be no. as short or as oh, long. Let's, or, let's hit or not two more. This yeah. is a, this okay. extra extra super edition of the Trail Runner Nation magazine. Go ahead, Warren. Okay, so uh, well, do you, you want to go with yours, Don? No, I'm still thinking of my title, but I, I know the content. I, I realized that I wrote down really, really content in that title. Go ahead. Okay, so the, the title is In the Long Shadow of Mont Blanc. This is a travel piece, maybe. <laughs> in the Long Shadow of Mont Blanc. In the Long Shadow of Mont Blanc. Um, I think he's talking about uh, as the sun sets on a large mountain, it might cast a shadow. And I think he's what he's talking about is is don't delay, get out there and get it done because life does have its timeline. That's what I think. That's kind of where I'm thinking. It's very philosophical. It's deep. He left it to the end for a reason. Hmm. He understands timing as far as the last article had some humor. As an editor, an experience that he has, he's putting something deep. I'm going to go with a, a similar deep meaning, okay. and that is. Mont Blanc is a very large mountain mm. or range of mountains. I don't know if it's By a mountain. By its first or, name, Mount. Um, and it casts a shadow on all other races. Ooh. So if you've run Mont Blanc, yes. everything else may be just eh. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like where you're both going with this. And um, I have to say that. Don, it was it was great, and I, I would I would love to take the plaudits for for uh, you know being being so deep and philosophical. Um, but I have to say, Scott is is much closer to it. It's it's yes. the shadow cast by that race. But the difference is, 
it's not the shadow cast by that race in terms of how it affects your opinion of all others, although it can can definitely color that. It's the shadow it's cast upon European ultra running in general. Um, and I don't know how much this has stretched over to your side of the pond. I'm sure some of it has. In that almost every race, it seems these days, is either living or dying by the fact it is a UTMB qualifier. Yes. So people yeah. are endlessly searching for UTMB qualifiers. Now, on the one hand, this fuels a really great number of races around Europe. And you could literally, whether you want to do the UTMB or not, use the UTMB qualifying list from their website and just to use it to find, it's like an index of the best trail running races around. But the difficulty is races that do not get that UTMB oxygen for whatever reason can almost be cut off to the point where they, they may die out. Now, some of this is, is good and, and some of it is bad uh, because it means that maybe some crappy races don't happen. And also there are some very beautiful hardcore races in the UK um, that will not make the UTMB qualifying list because they're fell races originally. And fell races uh, aren't marked generally and they tend to involve an element of navigation. And because of that, a few of the hardest races in the UK have lost UTMB qualifying status because they don't have a marked route. So they can't officially say exactly how long it is. You know, the, the overall distance over 60, 50, 70 miles will vary by two or three miles, perhaps, depending on, on course knowledge. Um, and on the one hand, it's a shame. But on the other hand, it means that these races remain preserved, like, like the Copper Canyon tribes, you know, or tribes that don't meet civilization. They remain preserved as these super hardcore, um, unique events that are not being being changed into everything else. So it was really talking about the shadow that the UTMB casts uh, across European ultra running and and the positives and negatives of, of being in that light or, or in that shade. You know, we, Don and I just had a, a nice run with our friend Bob Crowley, and this topic came up of how... Uh, a UT, UTM, some of these large races like UTMB, Western States, hard, they, hard Rock, Hard Rock, they almost dictate successes or failures of other races. Mm. So if it's if it's a, 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 a if it's a qualifier, all of a sudden the enrollment or the the registrations of those races goes up exponentially, um, versus. Some some race that may have been a qualifier but then gets dropped off the list may be in peril of existence. Right, and, yeah. and I, th- I I think it's nice that that uh, there's two sides to that. It's mm-hmm. it's nice that some races get very popular that may have been obscure, and now we all discover this is a great race because of that. Uh, the pointing the finger from uh, you know yeah. from these larger larger events, but yeah, that's a, that was a good article. Uh, I enjoyed that one, Warren. <laughs> oh, well, th- thank you very much, Don. And, and, and just the one thing I would like to put in is, as a little aside is that the, the particular race that really got me thinking about this is one in the UK called Felsman. Um, and if, if you are looking for a real hard race in, in the UK in April, uh, it's in North Yorkshire. It's as tough as they come, and it's called the Felsman. And it is, it, this is the one that lost its UTMB status, and, and a part of me was quite happy about that because it's just the most wonderful, unique, charming, brutal race you'll, you'll ever do. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give them a little bit of props because it's, it's a special event. 
Hey, hey, Warren, it sounds like you've run a fell race. Have you run one or many? Uh, the, the Felsman has repeatedly punished me into submission in, in various shapes and forms. I, I, I would use it as, you know, it was kind of the only place I knew I could get enough misery and suffering into 24 hours to know that if it all went horrible in an A goal of like the UTMB, then I would have had the suffering in the bag to be able to deal with it. That That's where I went for that fix. And, and I got very, very, very fond of that race. And I actually went and... Um, I marshaled it one year when I or worked at one of the checkpoints when I was uh, I was unable to run. I was injured. Uh, yeah, it's a really special event. I, I'm I, I think we need to do a podcast on fell racing. All right, we'll do it. I think it would be a, a very interesting. I that was one of the topics I considered bringing was what? to talk about fell racing on today's podcast? on today's podcast. Huh. Um, and I did a little research on them and and about some of the similarities and and, and dissimilar things about fell racing and trail running and uh i think i think it'd be a good topic hmm. well we should we should uh, organize that and do it find, find somebody that uh, somebody that's a good fell running uh expert over there and we'll we'll uh, have a podcast warren I, I i will have a rummage around i have a few ideas already um that would be a really nice topic to uh, to explore Good, good. We'll put you in charge of that. You'll be the uh, editor-in-chief on that uh, particular episode. Producer. A, a producer. Yes. Executive producer. So my, my final article, I really didn't come up. I was so engaged with the last conversation that the, the time to create— Are you going to give us one word? Yeah, I'm going to do the Sally <laughs> thing. And the word is now. Now. Uh, it can't be too deep because you couldn't think of a title. It, so I'm it, thinking that— uh, <laughs> The best time to run is now. Oh, that would be good. Warren. Well, I'd doff I, I, I my hat to Scott that there's the, uh, you know, the uh, best time to plant a tree is a thousand years ago. The next best time is, is now. Um, <laughs> but but to, to add to that, um, now is the only time we're actually alive. The, uh, the past has gone. The future is yet to happen. Um, and, and trail running is a beautiful vehicle for making us uh, remember to be alive and, and present in, in the now. Well, uh, that, that pretty much summarizes the uh, podcast. That was, <laughs> that, that, that was exactly it, Warren. No, I, I, I selected do something inspiring this year. Go out and do find something you haven't done. Do something that intimidates you a little bit. We talked earlier about wanting to pull the covers over our head. Well, if you put something on your calendar that's inspiring, that's intimidating, that has you a little bit nervous, you get up. Perhaps we don't get up because we feel pretty comfortable with the direction we're going. But when there's something out there that intimidates you, that 200-mile race, 100-mile mm-hmm. race, going after a 50K with, with turnover and you're really shooting for a, a personal best, then uh, I think that... Picking something inspiring will take care of a lot of the things like I'm having a hard time keeping my diet right. I'm having a hard time with keeping my sl- enough sleep in my program. Many of these things take care of themselves when you take that, ins- that goal and uh, do something inspiring. Do something you haven't done. I like that. Mm. Very, very good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go and, and run, run now. I'm just going to go out now. Well... <laughs> Very good. Warren Paul, it's always, always a pleasure. We're excited about your your uh, big, audacious, hairy goals. Is that what it is, Scott? 
big, hairy, audacious goal. BHAG. Well, which is which is um, 33 shake. World dominance. You are. <laughs> you, you have essentially. You know, I'm I'm really excited to watch watch the progress and knowing you as a person, as, as an athlete, and and as a entrepreneur, I am enjoying watching uh, you take this these steps, these inspirations, and moving forward with it. So thanks for coming and, on the podcast, too. And, and a quick reminder, we do have some winners for this week's contest, and they will be posted in the show notes. Do you do you have a list we, of those we, winners? Yeah, he said Yeah, I, I popped those over to you. I can I can send them over again. We do have three winners from the, uh, the photo contest who will be winning uh, 10 Chia Energy Gel packets or, or sachets or, or even satchels. Um, for as their photos, they which them. they as long do do not drop the satchel, um, uh, which they have wonderfully hashtagged uh, fueled by thirty three shake and inspired by T, uh, by TRN. So we'd love people to keep those coming. So we got some more next week because on top of that, there's the prize to give away of the first of our pre and post workout shakes right before they launch over there in America. So do you mind if I ask, Warren, uh, who the winners are and perhaps why you selected them to inspire others to go out there and do the same? Sure thing. Um, so at the moment, we need to, uh, we're going to need to contact a few of them through Instagram because clearly on social media, not everyone has their exact name. So uh, EJB74 uh, was getting high in the Boise foothills, and it's just a beautiful shot that makes you want to get outside and run. Uh, Staff Sergeant Richard Allen had put in several entries, uh, a fellow Marine for you there, Don. Uh, but I was just, uh, Eric and I really love the fact that he was doing a, a tourist run in Washington, DC and taking in the sights while running, which is something we'd done while we were there on the tour last year and, and had so much fun doing that. Uh, and the last one is, is Todd Chandler, uh, who again was not letting the snow stop him from getting out running so he's a good inspiration for everybody who thinks oh it's a bit chilly i might wait no have a look at todd's shot there and uh get yourself amongst it so those are the three for for this week excellent that's excellent um again those will will be posted on the show notes if you want to go take a look at those photos you can take a look at those on the uh on our website now go out and run moss